The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern North Carolina's longest sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, The Gavigan Agency, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Tap Tap and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome into the Brian Bailey Show on this Monday. It's game week, finally, for East Carolina. The Pirates have Bryant on the clock, and we've got the associate head coach of the Pirates, Jeff Palumbo, live in the studio with us. Coach, the big question has to be, you guys ready to go? <laughs> well, got a few more days of practice, but we're certainly looking forward to, uh, to, to Friday, and guys have been practicing, you know, for months now, so they're itching, you're ready to play somebody else, tired, tired of playing each other, so it'll be nice to, uh, to, to, to put on the, the uniforms and get out there play somebody else on Friday. It's going to be a lot of fun as it always is. Three game series coming up this weekend. We will dive into Pirate Baseball with Jeff Palumbo after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Palumbo, associate head coach for East Carolina Pirate Baseball, is live in the studio with us. We are cranking it up on Facebook Live. If you have a question or comment for Coach Palumbo, we'll be sure to check him out, and we'll get those to uh, the eighth-year assistant coach, associate head coach, recruiting coordinator for this East Carolina Pirate Baseball team. I asked Cliff this a couple of weeks ago, but but can you believe it's year eight? you guys it's it's gone quick you yeah. know it really it really has so but it's it's been um you know I, I talk often to recruits just about the the time we arrived here and where we are now and and just kind of all the things that have taken place but to think it's been eight years it's been uh been crazy so my, my oldest he was eight months when we got here that's so was, that was my next question yeah, all three yeah. of yours that, oh, just about that, two of them were born here that's right that's yeah. right so he's my measuring stick our, our greenville measuring stick and and uh so that keeps me keeps track for me how, how long we've been here but we certainly enjoyed it, and it's been a heck of a ride. One of the amazing things that I say to all coaches is the fact that you have to balance, you know, the professional life as a coach and the family life, and especially when you have young children. And it's very difficult, isn't it? It is. You know, certainly a, a balance, and um, you know, as uh, you know, we talk about often in our house trying to trying to navigate it. And there's certainly, uh, you know, from a, from the kids' perspective, there's a lot of sacrifice, but there's also a, a lot of perks, you know, to uh, to getting the chance to run around the field to be around the guys and just the experiences uh you know we wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything and uh, I, I can tell you there uh there's there's three of them at home they're certainly excited for friday that's for sure all right we have questions and comments coming in on our facebook live feed the first one obviously from kenny is is a joke but he asked about the weather because one thing you don't ask cliff is about the weather <laughs> but right now it's, i think it's looking better the forecast i saw late last night because i worked at channel nine late last night after the super bowl and it looks like it might be a little better saturday and sunday always have looked good for you know the 10 day outlook i i'm i usually look ahead so i know coach takes day to day sometimes with the weather i I like to look ahead at it so the 10 day i I will say this if if you're worried about it look just look at all the temperatures for the next 10 days i think you'll be pretty excited about it so it might get a little bit of rain it looks like thursday into friday and hopefully be out for opening day but uh, as as we all know we'll uh we'll just 
you know, watch and watch and see and, and, and adapt as we go. That's one of the, the crazy things about baseball is that you just you just never know. I mean, you know, when we get into the heat of, you know, late May and then as you get into the NCAA tournament in June, you get, you know, thunderstorms pop up and, you know, you, you never can't tell what's going to happen. No, I mean, all you got to do is go back to our regional championship game last year. It was... It was uh, <laughs> Sunny, sunny for uh, twenty three hours and uh, forty five right minutes the, of the day. Yeah. We got we almost got rained out. So <laughs> cloud uh, came right over Clark LeClaire. It was nowhere else, but it came right over. Clark yeah, LeClaire. I, I, I don't know if Coach Godwin or I ever, ever feel extremely confident that it's not going to rain ever again. So <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll, we'll uh, continue to adapt like normal. Pirates in the national rankings to start the year, ranked as high as 8th. That's by Collegiate Baseball, ranked 12th by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association, 13th by USA Today, 12th by D1 Baseball, and 13th by Perfect Game. So I added all that up, went back to my uh, 7th grade math class, and got the average. It's like 11.6. So uh, just in case you were wondering of the average, I don't know why baseball has so many ranking systems, uh, but what what do the Pirates go by? And I I know Cliff will say we don't go by any of them. It's all rat poison. But, you know, it, it is fun to talk about, and it, it's got to be an honor for all of you guys to say, hey, people think that much of us, but we all know what can happen because we had it, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah, we, we've all been there, right? 2017, yeah. and, and um, you know, for, for us, I, I, as you mentioned, you know, Cliff talks every every day with, with the guys and, you know, talks with them about just continuing to focus on today, practice right where we are, staying in the moment, and, and just making sure that we're preparing as, as best we can. I mean, obviously, on the my, my side of it, at times talking with recruits, th- those are some key numbers. Right. You know, to be able to um, continue to, to convey to our recruits and uh, that uh, you know, not not only over the last you know seven eight years since coach arrived here on campus have we continued to grow, but we've been able to sustain it. You know, and I think that's you know our consistency is what you know I talked about a little bit at media days is. Um, you know, as a staff, we're extremely proud of, and you know, certainly going into this year, it uh, you know is, is no different in terms of the talent that we have within the program, and I think that's what that 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 is a reflection of, right? Those numbers in the preseason, and um, you know, now it's just about us continuing to to, uh, to show up every day and, and play to our potential. And I think it's also you know worth noting that when you guys go out recruiting and you've got that pirate shirt on with the pirate logo, and you're standing with the Carolina guys and the state guys, and you know, everybody's basically the same. Because they, they've had great years. They had a great year last year in the Commons World Series and, you know, had the COVID issues, but they, they almost won a national championship. I think the goal with East Carolina always is to win a national It's not just to go to Omaha. The goal is to win a national championship. Absolutely. That's what we show up and, and, and work towards every day. And, you know, I think uh, across the state of North Carolina, Division One baseball is, is extremely talented and there's so many great programs. And, um, you know, he, here at East Carolina, you know, we've been fortunate, you know, to continue to, to grow the program and, and and, uh, you know, we have great facilities to be able to, you know, talk about with recruits and, and their families and uh, try, try to focus a little bit more just on what we're doing, right, and, and where we're going. But knowing that, hey, listen, there's a lot of great programs out there that we're going to have to compete with. And um, that's that's motivating, which is a good thing as well. And it's always got to make the guys feel good when they come to East Carolina. They do so well in the classroom and they do so well on the field. I mean, they're the entire package. Yeah, certainly. And I, I think, you know, as as we've talked about previously, that's how we go about our recruiting, right? We, we want to, uh, to to bring players into the program that really have those those three those three things that uh, we talk about often on, you know, on the phone with them or in their homes of, of obviously being talented, you know, and, and being able to help us win a national championship, as you mentioned, but also, uh, you know, being committed to, to getting a great degree, you know, and coming here and they have so many options, you know, as to which which avenue they'd like to go here at East Carolina. So, so we're... Uh, 
uh, you know, fortunate to be able to have have that in place for them with great support. And then the third thing is that they're good good people, you yeah. know. And that's those are the the three three areas that we want to uh, to target in, in our recruiting. And and uh, obviously, once they're here, you know, coaches has, has done a great job of 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 creating a culture where they're going to continue to to grow in that in, in that way. And you know, obviously, hopefully, get a great degree, win lots of championships, and and uh, move out into into the real world, whether it be professional baseball or otherwise, and be able to to go lead and and, and be successful and, and contribute to, uh, to to their community. Question from our Facebook live feed: Can you compare this year's team to last year's team? And we're going to dive into that later on, of course, with some of the names from this year's team. But when you look at it, it's 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 really the first column you look at and you say, "Guys, we've lost," and you think, "Oh man." They've, they've lost, they lost some talent, a ton of talent. Then you look at the column that says guys returning and you're like, man, there's a lot of guys returning and most of us, you know, fans, you know, media, we don't know about the new guys. We don't know a whole lot about them. We've read a little bit about them, but you know, so compare the two teams. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, I mean, you did a great job. You did a great job <laughs> of kind of breaking it down for us. So, I mean, look, you know, when you, when you're a coach, um, you know, you, you more, at least from my perspective, and I, I think I can speak for for coach as well. You really just evaluate this team, and 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 do we have what we what we need to play our style, right? Play play our style and and play how how we want to play because every team is different. And, and when you get caught up, kind of comparing and contrasting, I think it you know puts you in a mindset that's not really all that beneficial for this year's team and and, and where we're going. So it's more about the players that we have in place and and uh, you know as you know as coaches we've pictured this team for many years right you know you're, you're kind of playing with the team that you have but you have to be forward thinking in terms of do we have in the program what we need to sustain this do we have in the program what we need to continue to grow and and continue to compete to go to Omaha and win a national championship and so so now we're here you know and, and we've been picturing this this team um, you know for a considerable amount of time and it's just about putting the, these pieces together so there's no question I mean look you, you take you know Connor Norby and you know Thomas Francisco and Gavin Williams and Seth Cadell and you know Matt Bridges and Cam Colmore. I mean, you're t- you're talking about obviously uh, not just tremendous players, right? But, but great guys people. that ha- yeah, great, great, great people, but also leaders. You know, and and that's why you have to continue to think forward about adapt. You know. Um, Adapting and adjusting, but new guys growing into that role and developing that culture and, and coaches, um, you know, he, he's thought about this well ahead of time. So as, as we're continuing to grow those things, you know, we want guys to step up, right? We want that culture to take place where the new, the older guys can pass that down and it just continues to grow within your program. So it's a new batch that are leading, right? It's a new batch that are ready to rise to the occasion. So as a coach with this year's team, you're excited to see some guys step into some new roles. But as you mentioned, we also have a ton of experience. Um, that is returning, and, and uh, we'll lean on that heavily. And you know, hopefully, with those guys, they continue to make some of the jumps that the Connor Norbies, right, and the Gavin yeah. Williams. Not not that they need to be like those guys, but they continue to grow, um, you know, into a better version of themselves. The coach has said that, that you can put together a team that's really, you know. Ready to go offensively, a great offensive team, or you can put together a great defensive team. And one of the tricks to this whole deal is trying to get everybody to buy into their role. So you may have a guy who comes in in the seventh or eighth inning as a defensive replacement, and and he's got to know that's his role. And he comes in and makes a great catch or something, that's when it pays off. But everybody's got to know their role. But you can go offense and you can go defense. 
and I think that's that's by design. You know, Co- Coach does a great job of using you know a, a large roster. You know, I think you look back at some of our box scores and and um, you know you, you think back to some times here over the course of our seven seasons, we got pitchers hitting right. We got pitchers playing first base. I mean, he gets very very. <laughs> well, the bridges I had to hit last year was it down in Atlanta? That's somewhere? right. Yeah, yeah. Georgia Southern <laughs> bridges the right weekend too. So you know that was so, classic there. Yeah, yeah. So and and uh, you know I, I vividly remember you know. Yelling out at Jake Kuchmanner, he's playing first base late in the game, a doubleheader, doubleheader game at Cincinnati, and and uh, I think we're you know we're in the 18th inning of baseball that day, and I'm running down that they're, they're you know they're uh, winning runs at second base, and I'm just trying to convey some things to him. Bad coaching, I you know hadn't prepared him for that situation, <laughs> so so uh, I'm trying to yell at him about our cut and how, how you know hey man I need you to cut this thing to the plate if it's the winning run, just trying to remind him and balls getting put in play. So so we use lots of guys and and uh, you know coaches great job with it managing all that from the third base coach's box and sometimes I'm, I'm on the other side trying to think with him and I see a move happening and I'm like man we've been together here you know we're going on 10 11 years between the two schools yeah. and I'm gonna have to wait till I get over there I'm not sure what, what, what we're thinking what we got here so but he but uh, he, he does that and so I think that helps right that helps with guys buying into those roles and knowing they're a part of it but we've done that for for years I mean I think back and you know our first year Jeff you know Jeff Nelson comes in and, and he's if you, if you go back and look at the pictures he's you know he's he's in the box score he's on the top of the dog pile because he, he went in as a defensive replacement and he played he obviously got some starts along the way yeah. but he, he was that guy he was a great great outfielder great arm and you know he would go out you know and, and uh, finish games out there in, in, in right field force and all along the way you can think of guys that have had some roles like that and and popped in and I think that that certainly uh, certainly helps and um, you know hopefully it gives you some flexibility along the way and, and and as you said you can be offensive you can be defensive you can make some substitutions late that are going to put you in a better situation you know you you look at it recruiting wise and, and anybody that's recruiting a good player that plays two different positions can say hey you can, you can do both but when you look at East Carolina you know they can do both because they do do both. I mean, I, I thought Roger Giles had one of the great lines at the banquet the other night because he, he talked about his screaming fastball and everybody just cracked up. But but he's very effective in, in, in a two-position role. He is. He is. And, and again, what comes with that is you have to be pretty creative as a coach and, and, and very forward-thinking and, you know, think about um, you know, how, how we're going to maximize these guys, yeah. right? Because you also want him to be, you know, the shortstop that he is and not put right. him in a situation where, you know, he can't go do those things. So coach does a great job with that and we do have a lot of flexibility, both Ryder and Zach will probably, you know, pitch. Ryder certainly, as always, and I think Zach will probably have a little bit more of a role, um, you know, potentially this year as, as well out of the pen. Man, and that's got to be, you know, it's like it takes you back to the Little League days when you go out and get your shortstop and put it back on the mound. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it got to be exciting for those guys, right? They yeah. show up and, you know, you throw it today, you, you, you good? Hey, coach, I'm ready if you need me. How's that arm feel? Says, yeah. Keep yeah. it loose. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Jeff Palumbo live in the studio with us. We'll take another commercial break. We will come back with more and more of your questions or comments on our Facebook live feed with Coach Palumbo. Pirate Baseball starts this Friday. Back with more after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned utilities mean local control, low rates, and high reliability. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Palumbo, Associate Head Coach and Recruiting Coordinator under Cliff Godwin, is our guest today as we get set for Pirate Baseball. Brian comes to town for a three-game series, game one Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and hopefully the rain, if it does come in on Thursday, we'll get out of here. We've taken your uh, questions and comments on our Facebook Live feed. Pirate Al wants to know what freshmen have come in and surprised you, both pitchers and position players. Which one of those freshmen that could come in and, and make an impact right away? Yeah, you know, I think especially um, – 
Yeah, actually, there's there's several. Uh, been really really pleased with the the freshmen and and how well they've you know kind of come in and adapted and especially moving into the 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 spring here, right? The fall's uh, uh, certainly an adjustment period for those guys, and they're taking it all in, right? They're learning, you know, the the way we do things here and adapting and trying to make you know good first impressions. Um, and they've they've done a really good job of of kind of coming on here as the spring. They got their feet underneath them a little bit, and and especially some guys on the mound have made some big strides and and. Uh, uh, I mean, Jay Cunner is, is one that, that has his kind of stands out. You know, he's really thrown the baseball well here in the preseason, been been extremely effective through yesterday against our, our starters and, you know, did a really, really nice job keeping them their, their bats quiet. So we're excited about him. Trey Savage is, is a um, another big right-hander from Pennsylvania that has been, been very effective, you know, here in the preseason. I think the fans are really going to enjoy getting a chance to watch watch him pitch in some big roles, you know, late in the baseball game. And, and uh, you know, Ryan McChrystal is, you know, on the position side. He's he's a catcher. We'll probably see some time at DH, but uh, been, been very, very good offensively. But as a whole, I mean, there's a, a really good um, group of, of uh, both position players and especially pitchers that I think as their time moves forward here within the program, some so you, you'll, you'll look back and there's some names that um, that you, you'll see will have a big big impact for us. And when those guys come in in the fall, it's got to be a big adjustment because you know they come in and I joke with with Coach Goblin all the time about the whole academic side because if you make a B, you bring everybody down. So you you know they got that pressure on them and they got the pressure of learning you know how to be a pirate and and that's that's something that they they've got to learn and learn quickly. They do, you know, and I think it's a big adjustment. No, no matter where they're coming from, the high school programs certainly some coaches in the high school ranks do do a, do a better job than others of of preparing players like anything else, you know, for the next level. But yeah, I do think is a, a substantial jump, and that's why you know our players come in in the summertime, which is very beneficial for them. They get a five six week stretch here uh, during summer session two to get acclimated and, and get into our strength and conditioning program, and and then you know go home for about three weeks before they come back for the fall semester so i think that really helps kind of jumpstart things but still when you add in right five classes you add in you know practices you know every every day in the fall and you know things certainly uh ramp up a bit you know compared to the summertime so you know they they uh they they do learn but i mean you go back in our time here and we've had a lot of great players that it took them a year to kind of get themselves you know situated comfortable in their own skin i think and, and really know what to expect and you get through that initial calendar year and now you are, you know, you're a veteran, right? You, you know what to expect. You know what's coming summertime. You know what's coming fall. You know what Coach Godwin's thinking. You know what practice is going to entail. So, you know, it gives those guys a comfort level. Now, some are a little bit more prepared and a little bit more uh, mature and ready and can adapt quicker, um, which is what I think you see come springtime when you see some of the freshmen um, that are just a little bit more ready to have an impact right now. And some, even though they're talented, it just takes a little bit more time to catch up. Well, you guys come back from from Christmas break. Take us through your schedule then, because it, it kind of you get a chance to work with the players individually, and then you start practice, and then you know it's, all of a sudden it's here. Yeah, you get you get a chance. It's you know it's as a as a baseball coach, it's a little bit tough because you, you prepare and you get the guys where you want them here coming out of the fall, and you're with them for you know a good three and a half four month stretch, and then you you, you send them home. Um, thankfully, here in East Carolina, our break is not that long. You know, over the holidays, but they do get back, and then we start into as as you mentioned, kind of more individual you know more more position specific right get a chance to work with the guys a little bit and and then um three weeks to opening day you get a chance to to um you know essentially three fridays before opening day you get a chance to 
fire up with the whole team together, and, and that's when we start our inner squad, um, you know, kind of segment. And, and we'll go every Friday, Saturday, Sunday with inner squads um, with a little bit of a shorter Tuesday, Wednesday. Usually by Wednesday, the arms are ready to bounce back. Some of them will get a couple innings in, but you know, that's where you're you're building them up, right? You're, you're building up their pitch counts and getting their legs underneath them. You really got to get the legs in shape, so you're not out there trying to play, you know, nine nine innings back, you know, three three straight days, and that's that's hard on their body. So you got to build them up and and uh, you certainly get the 30 to 40 at-bats for the position players to kind of get them accustomed to seeing live pitching again. So we'll do that. And then on, on really Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, those are a little bit more um, – you know, in the fall, they're install days, right? You're putting in your, your bunt defenses, your first and thirds, you know, your, your pickoffs and, and, and all your team defensive things along with other, other drill work. But we'll go ahead and, and uh, kind of refresh on those this time of year, just make sure we're staying sharp and prepared and, and have the whole playbook ready for, for, uh, for the opener. When you guys go through an inter-squad scrimmage, and I think I've been out there sometimes to watch, but when you go through one, uh, if, if a situation comes up and, and somebody makes a bad play or doesn't do, I mean, is that a chance you, you call time and you kind of say, okay, here's what, this is what happens here and you're supposed to be here you know why did you go that way well i went that way because i thought this this and this. okay well erase that from your memory we got to go this way that kind of thing yeah we, we do we, we do situations um you know early before each half inning you know to try to you know essentially simulate you know some different scenarios that may maybe don't present themselves within the general game or the or the scrimmage that day so we try to put a little bit more pressure on, on the pitchers and and the position players in terms of execution right that's a big big part of our game we've we've been uh, you know at the top of the list in terms of, of bunts and execution plays you know here for the last few years and so we do we spend a lot of time on those things um, and then once we get into the games themselves we may ad- address some things you know quickly if, if we're able to kind of keep the pace and move on with it um, then we'll take a little bit of time at the end of the scrimmage is to really go over and, and open it up to the guys. We like them to kind of express to us, hey, what went well, what didn't, and then we'll kind of touch on some things that we feel like are important so we can continue to continue to learn. And that's that's really important in our game just because we don't, as we get into the season here, we don't practice a whole lot, you know, and that's that's the difference between our sport and football right? Right. or basketball. You know, I know basketball are playing two games a week usually, but they, they get another – you know, three, four days a week to, to really kind of fine tune those things or, or, you know, address the mistakes that they make where we play pretty much every day. You might get a practice or two in a week. Um, and, and their bodies just, you can't, you can't be out there, uh, a, a whole lot or else you're going to kind of run them, run them into the ground a bit. So, you know, we like to really talk along the way and we'll do that coming e- even into the season. We want to make sure we're improving as the year goes on and we're learning from our mistakes, even though we can't put in a, a ton of practice time. Was this past weekend like a final tune up for the regular season? You know, I, I don't know that we we really view it that way. I mean, as as you guys know, you know Coach well enough now. It's it's day by day, right? And and uh, you know, even even today, it's 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 a, a a lighter day from the guys, but they're gonna still have to do some things, right? Some guys can get in the training room, and and there's still a you know a, a um you know a mode of just getting better each day and trying to prepare. So you know, yes, I'm sure we're all anxious and excited for for Friday and and uh, opening day, but in reality, we just want to make sure we still have at this point three and a half days to to, to get prepared. And, and uh, make sure we're in a better spot on Friday than we are, you know, con- kind of coming out today. But but you are you are you you do want to get those innings. You want to be effective. You want to get those live at bats and just continue to add on that to give the guys comfort level moving into the week. How did things go this past weekend? They went well. They they, they went yeah they went they went well. Obviously every every time you scrimmage, there's some positives, there's some negatives, and you know I think as a coach sometimes you got to take a step back and hey if a pitcher's throwing great, it can right. look like the the position <laughs> players right. aren't, aren't ready to roll or vice versa or you know so so really. You you want to get out there. You 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 want to focus on the things that we're gonna really 
uh, believe are going to make us successful, you know, once, once the, the opponents out there. And that's, you know, pounding the strike zone, right? Being aggressive with, uh, with our swings and, 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 and on, on time for the right pitches and, and playing aggressively and, and playing mistake, you know, mistake free baseball on the defensive side. And if you can do that, um, then you, you walk away pr- pretty happy, but inevitably you're going to have guys that are, you know, don't have the outing they want or don't put together the weekend they want, but it's, it's, it's a long season and we got to just make sure we're in the right mindset moving into the week. You know, we in the media, we like to ask questions about an upcoming series. You know, what do you know about this team and about that team? You know, Cliff's not real big on those kind of questions, but, you know, and, and I see the, I see the reason why because as he says, if, if we play pirate baseball, it doesn't matter who we play. We're going to be successful. The wins are going to come. And I think that's, that's a good way to look at it. It is. It, I mean, it is. And that's, that, it keeps it simple, right? It keeps it simple. Keeps it simple for the guys, and um, you know the reality is we'll, we'll, we'll uh, kind of embark on that. I guess when, when they when they get here and it's time to go play somebody else, and we'll adjust and we'll be prepared. But at the same time, the, the best preparation is making sure that your team is is uh, playing at, at their you know at their highest level. It's a big day here on Pirate Radio. Cliff Godwin will be in later on this afternoon in the 5 o'clock hour. Also, the Players' Lounge featuring Carson Wisenhunt, C.J. Mayhew, Zach Agnos, Ryder Giles, and Bryson Wuerl. So uh, be listening for that coming up later on. And we started off with our home run hitter to kick off the whole day in Jeff Palumbo. We'll take a commercial break right now. We'll come back with more with Coach Palumbo after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Palumbo, Associate Head Coach, Recruiting Coordinator for East Carolina Pirate Baseball. It's game week for East Carolina as Bryant comes a call. And we were talking during the break about what Bryant comes uh, to Greenville with. And obviously it's one of those successful programs. You were telling me they've won their conference championship nine years in a row. Yeah, they've won nine in a row. So, uh, you know, really, really strong program. And, and uh, you know, Coach Klosterman, he... In his third year there, and, and uh, Coach Klosterman and Coach Godwin, they know each other quite well, and, and um, he had also been an assistant down at UCF, so a lot of a lot of similarities there. But he does a great job, so his team will be ready ready to go when they get down here for sure. And obviously, they have some some talented players as well. One thing about the baseball season is you don't have a whole lot of time to do a whole lot of thinking. You just got to go out there and play because you got Brian for three games, and hopefully they'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. If you have to move Friday's game, Saturday and Sunday's weather looks really, really good. Uh, and then you have you have Campbell. And then you have the Carolina series, which two of those games are in Chapel Hill, and the third game of that series on that Sunday we'll be back here in Greenville. But all of a sudden, man, it's it's, it's baseball season in a hurry. Yeah, base once it comes, it comes it comes quick, you know. And, and you'll you'll look up, and I, I often I look up, and we're thirty games in. And I look at the you know, and it's just you know, snap of the finger, and you're thirty games into this thing. So you know, it goes it goes fast. Just when you're playing four or five days, you know, a week, it, you just kind of roll right into the next team and get prepared and. Kind of, kind of, kind of goes quick, but uh, but yeah, w- w- as you know, we take it one d- one day at a time, right? So uh, so we're excited for for Friday the 18th as as of right now. And we won't go through the whole schedule because, like you said, it is one day at a time. We will ask about the Leclerc Classic because obviously, you know, that weekend of baseball just means so much more than just baseball. With you know, with Lynn Leclerc usually coming in uh, for the tournament, and her kids have been coming in for years, and and just everything that Coach Leclerc meant to this community and meant you know his battle with ALS and what all he went through. And and that's that's really just a special weekend. Uh, Michigan's coming into town, Maryland, Indiana State. It'd be good to see Michigan here. Yeah, it it will be obviously that that adds a whole new element to it, right? With Coach Backich and, and uh, Coach Noble coming in, and um, I know it'll be a special weekend for for really everyone involved, but especially those guys that had an opportunity to play here and play for for Coach Leclerc and certainly 
Coach Godwin, I know, is looking forward to having his uh, his his good friends back to play. They were originally supposed to play that first year that Coach and I were here. Right. We had a snowstorm, and and uh, you know you could see the snow coming in, and and uh, I think Michigan just didn't want to take the chance of coming in, not getting a chance to play. They had some, you know, they they could kind of swing some other games, and so we ended up not uh, not having them here. But uh, but I know everybody's excited to have those guys back here for for a uh, always a, a fantastic weekend. And actually, Michigan opened Clark O'Claire Stadium, the very first game. I'll never forget that with uh, Coach Leclerc in the wheelchair, Lynn was right there, and uh, that was really one of those special days uh, in East Carolina sports history, and just to see the pictures, you guys have some up we in do. your offices, and it, it, it's really neat to, to think back about that and to, to see how far, because I remember the old Harrington Field, I can remember taking my little one, we would sit behind home plate, and he would play in the rocks, but I would watch the baseball game, I mean, it's come a long way. It, it, it sure has, Coach, you know, Coach has old Harrington Field, a picture of it up in his office, and uh, he, he shows each recruit and their families, this is, you know, this is what he played in as he tells yeah, right. what I played in as, as you know as he says and uh, just to kind of show them how far it's come but then you see as, as you mentioned we have you know those pictures up up all throughout the the offices there you know outside of our offices and and uh, get a chance to kind of see the evolution of uh, really the stadium and the baseball program here one other note on the schedule before we start talking about some of the positions and the players that are battling for those positions the American is back to three game series because last year the American featured four games and man that was that was really was it too much baseball in a short amount of time or because it was a lot of baseball yeah, I, I think it was it was um, symbolic of the times, right? right. A lot, lot of because adapting of and adjusting yeah. and, and learning as we go. I think after doing it for a full season, you know, it's one of those things that the coaches would look back and say, "If we had to do it again, we would do it again. We, we wouldn't enjoy it, you, <laughs> you know, right. a whole lot." And, and uh, it you was know, out of necessity. It was. It was out of necessity, and it was just uh, you know, like I said, an adjustment to everything that was happening and a way for us to play the games. And um, you know, I think the players at the time were in the same 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 boat, right? Hey, listen, we didn't get a chance to finish our season last season whatever we have to do right now so not not uh you know not as enjoyable but uh but at the end of the day we got a chance to go compete play our seasons and i think everybody was was happy with that for sure and obviously the covid situation is still around us but still things are, are at least appear to be looking better we should have a full capacity we'll have full capacity at clark leclerc stadium so that that's certainly a positive what was it like as an assistant coach when when everything was going down because cliff's told his side of that story so many times you guys were on the way to wilmington to play in a game and you know the nation was basically shutting down the sports world at the time wasn't it it was i mean i i will absolutely never forget that uh 48 hour really 24 hour time period of you know we're, we're driving to wilmington and and um you know we, we we get the call that columbia you know the ivy league has has canceled they're they're coming in that weekend and immediately went to just pulled out the laptop and hey let's go find out who are some of the opponents of the other ivy league teams this weekend and seeing if you know we could get someone here to play and your first thought is just move on to the games and right. um you know over the course of the evening really even that afternoon uh it, it became pretty apparent that things were going to move pretty rapidly and and um you know, even to the point I looked at the the assistant coaches who who I knew, knew pretty well from Wilmington, and we're, we're taking in and out. And during the course of in and out, there you know both schools kind of went on extended their spring break, you know, right. uh, a little bit longer. Yeah. And I kind of looked at them and said, "Hey, you guys may want to try senior day here. You know, turn this thing thing <laughs> into senior day." That's and, uh, a good thought. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of laughed at me. and said, "Yeah, you may, may may be right." And and um, you know, so we ended up losing on a walk off that evening and get on the the bus and. 
while we're traveling back, the NBA gets shut down, and you, you knew that was kind of a, a major sign of, of where the, this is this is a uh, you know in terms of baseball at this point that we could be in trouble here. So um, you know we got back, and you know, the next day you wake up and you're still kind of scrambling around, and you know, we're talking with Rutgers about maybe coming to play, and and um, you know. We were getting ready to try to practice, and then it became pretty apparent that things could could change here pretty rapidly. We held off on practice, sent the guys home. I actually hopped on the road to go recruiting down to um, down to Brunswick area, and by the time I got to to uh, to South Brunswick at about four thirty, um, you know, it hit it hit, it hit the, you know, the the Twitterverse that uh, yeah. the uh, Omaha was canceled, and that's that's really how I found out our season was over on on uh, you know via Twitter. So you know, unfortunately. Pretty much every baseball player across the country did. Right. And coach essentially then scheduled a meeting with the guys to to explain. And at that point, it was hard because nobody knew what. That's, what that was, was the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew if it was going to be too. I, a lot of people were like, "Hey, it's only going to be a couple of weeks. Let's let's yeah. just we'll come back in a couple of weeks and, and keep playing." And yeah, it wasn't yeah. like that. Yeah, no, it was it was tough. And even the high school game I'd gone to, they had they knew going in it was their last game, you know, potentially of the season or at least until the end of April. I think they had scheduled it. So just a very very surreal. Moment, day, time, and, and, uh, you know, and also it was really hard just because you did not know how this was going to impact the kids, right? The, those seniors, especially that you didn't know were at that time, it wasn't established. Hey, they're going to get their year back, right? You know, so there were all these emotions that went into it for the players and families and, uh, just obviously a difficult time for sure. And hopefully brighter days are ahead. And as we said, Clark LeClaire Stadium hopefully will be packed coming up on Friday when Bryant comes to town. Jeff Palombo is live in the studio with us. We'll take another commercial break. We'll come back and continue on right after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Palumbo, Associate Head Coach, Recruiting Coordinator in East Carolina as Pirate Baseball gets set to take on Bryant coming up. Let's talk about some of the player battles for positioning that's been going on throughout the spring. And as you guys get set to to put out your starting lineup, I know you guys aren't ready to write the lineup sheet out right now because Coach Cobb would, would, would say, well, you want me to do Bailey go ahead and put the lineup out I was asking that three weeks ago sure. but but when you look at, at, at some of the positions so what are we looking at yeah I mean I think you know from uh from the standpoint of of the infield if you want to start there you know right. Alec uh you know a-, a Mac has been working on a third base and doing doing a really good job and I know Zach's been over there uh the last couple last couple years Zach's kind of moved over to second base um he's he's been working out over there obviously Ryder's been at short um you know a combination of guys Josh Moylan and and uh newcomer Carter Cunningham's got some you know he he, he has the ability to play the outfield all three outfield positions probably mainly corner outfield is where you'll see him and, and probably a little bit of First base as well, um, and then behind behind the plate, you know, it's it's uh, really there's a four guys. jam, isn't it? Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's some uh, some depth there for sure. So you know, Ben Newton, uh, or uh, you know, returning catcher who caught caught uh, with Seth last year, he's he's uh, done a nice job, and and uh, Justin Wilcoxon has really caught well for us here. You know, really all fall in the preseason, um, just done a, done a really really nice job. He's throwing the baseball extremely well, um, you know, and and uh, you can kind of see his growth you know he's kind of emerging here um as well as two freshmen back there you know ryan mccrystal and aiden edwards so um definitely some options you know for uh, for coach and you get into the outfield and and a number of guys right have been out there really really working so 
Bryson, you know, has, has uh, you know, continued to do a great job leading out there, and uh, he's been working out in center as well as some corners. Riley Johnson has taken a nice, nice jump from last year. Um, you know, had a really, really good fall for us, and and is carrying that into the preseason. And Riley, you know, Bri- Riley kind of brings. A little bit of the ability to do everything, right? He hit some balls out last year. I think caught he some did. fans some, by surprise. He can run. He can throw. He can go get the baseball in the outfield. Um, you know, Carter Carter Cunningham, like I said, we'll, we'll see some time out there and left. Obviously, you got Lane, Lane Hoover, a staple out there as well. And, um, you know, AMAC can go out there. He has some flexibility. So when some guys get back, and Jacob Starling is, is kind of another infielder that's, that's in the mix as well as Joey, Joey Barini. So definitely a lot of flexibility. And as you, as you mentioned um, there earlier, in the show, just the ability for a coach to kind of play some different lineups, different things, match up left, right. C.J. Boyd is a, is a right-handed hitter that I think you know. You see Jacob Jenkins Cower is is um, you know a, a tall, tall, lanky uh, power threat that uh, you know has, has played some first. He's 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 gotten more comfortable in the outfield. So a, a number of guys you know that. Um, you know, have have some strengths, right? Have some weaknesses, have some strengths, and um, you know, we'll put them in some positions to hopefully uh, help us out in, in, in some ways for sure. But a uh, lot, a lot of options, and um, as we evolve, it, it it will hopefully help us with you know, as it, certainly we're going to get injuries, and you know, in an era with COVID, right? You never know yeah. what it's going to bring. So to have some of this depth is is uh, you know, we're, we're excited about that. Bryson Worrell got off to a slow start last year, and and really it was unfair, I think, because Coach pointed out several times he had a bunch of balls really hard just right at people that's part of baseball and, and then he kind of I think he kind of got down on himself but he's a guy that can you know he, he could have a monster year he's really really talented he is you know Bryson could do everything and um you know people people ask me about about him and you know it's it's funny a, a friend of mine you know we uh, put out a video the other day on social media and um you know Bryson of course wears 35 and you know uh, another another coach that uh sent, sent, actually from one of our opponents this year he sent me a video he's like hey man who's who's the man wearing 35 yeah, in the right. uh, uh, you know, in, in the video, and and so uh, co- of course I told Bryson and you know uh, Christian Smallwood, a good buddy of his, and some other guys had given him a hard time about his shirt being too tight. But um, but but no, nah, Bryson. I mean, as you know, is is a uh, I mean extremely physical, but the ability to run the way he does, the ability to throw, um, you know, he he can do everything. So at any at any point in time, I mean, he's not a guy that I look up if I'm the opponent. I really want to want to have to play against because he can get on either side of the plate and hit the ball, you know, out of out of the ballpark he can steal bases he can you know go rob home runs he can throw a guy out of he the did plate. that in the regionals didn't he he did and, and that's that was a great catch yeah you look up like i said i mean you really look back to that game i mean he's robbing home runs he's also getting the big the big hit yep. to, to tie the game and then he's scoring from second base you know on lane hoover's base hit to center field so you know a lot of people don't realize it but he, he you know, in, in some ways, kind of took took over that baseball game and made some plays. And, and and we talked about that, you know, just the other day post practice is that when it comes down to it, and you're playing other quality baseball teams, you got to make a play to win the game. And and uh, you look back on that game against Charlotte, and he he made about three of them that were pretty pretty uh, pretty big for us. You know, when you look at this lineup, you have so many guys that can hit the long ball too. I mean, this is you know Zach Agnos can, can get it out of the park, and Josh Moreland obviously can get it out of the park. But you got you know Alec Macaravis can can get it out of the park. So I mean, you've got a lot of power in this lineup there is you know there, there's some power and, and um you know certainly those guys you know as, as you walk to the plate ideally you're putting hopefully putting together a lineup of of six seven eight guys that can that can, can hit the ball out at any time you know and i think when we go back to hey the pieces that we're missing from last year's team you have great players you, you know there's no question and, and um but i but i think this this group of guys as well we're excited about just the fact that you you may never know where it's coming from on any given get given night but uh but the fact that you're you're uh 
running out a, a lineup with some, you know, not only who's starting, but some depth that can come off the bench that uh, we have a lot of threats in there that we're excited about. When you guys put together your, your batting order, what are some of the thought processes that go through? Because it's not a typical, you know, leadoff batter is going to be somebody that gets on a lot, blah, 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 because we've seen Packard in the first spot. We've seen power guys in the first spot. I mean, is it the best hitter goes up there? Well, I think that's what you've seen. You know, I think Coach Coach um, likes to put in the guys going to give us the, the best at bat, but also a guy that, you know, can maybe hit a double or hit the ball out of the yard. You know, I, th- I think you've seen that with, with Packard and Norby. Some pretty some yep. pretty good ones have, yep. have been in Norby. that one hole here, you know, that <laughs> as things evolve. So, yeah, so, you know, I think sometimes you might look in, in a more traditional lineup. He may be, you know, in, in the three, right? You know, the best hitter, Coach, um, kind of personal preference, you know, likes to have that guy in, in the one hole. And, you know, certainly if you can score first or if you, you can hit a double and then, you know, bump that guy over, it's it's uh, sometimes that's, you know, easier than having to get a, get a single, steal a base, then the bunt, you know. So I think Coach kind of has that thought process going on. It's been good to us. And then you go back and look at our track record games, we're scoring first. We're, we're pretty pretty darn successful. And then you can play our style of baseball maybe a little bit more, you know, putting more pressure on the, on the other team and, you know, executing our bunts and getting those things down. And, and uh, it's, it's easier to do that with the lead um, with more pressure on the other team than it is trying to play from behind. And correct me if I'm wrong, the other thought process might be that that, that you know, we get into the third inning, you know, the Pirates expect their eight, nine, their seven, eight, nine guys to get on base. So then your leadoff hitter, who is maybe your best hitter, is is hitting with guys on base. Sure, absolutely, yeah. and, and that's that's a key, right? If you're going to put your best hitter in the one hole, that's you know, you know, you you, you certainly need the, your bottom of the lineup to be you know fairly productive to give him RBI opportunities as well, which which has happened, right? And you look up and you know, in, in uh, those guys that have been in one hole, they've uh, they've, they've also been Conference Player of the Year, so right. it seems to be. Working pretty well. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say we've seen many a pirate game where there was six, seven, eight, nine guys really came through. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 look, it also gives your best hitter, right? In, in theory, your best hitter the most opportunities to get the at-bat, right? You know, there, there have been times, right, right, where some games come along and, you know, maybe you're, you may look up and your three-hole is, is uh, you know, he's two for four and, and your one and two-hole got five at-bats, and, and that's not really how, how you draw it up right. either. You you want to give him the best opportunity to get as many A-Bs as, as you can. And like I said, it, it all certainly, um, you know, have, having a productive bottom of the lineup is going to really make that, that, that look good. Jeff Palumbo live in the studio with us. We'll take our commercial break, our final one of the hour, and come back and wrap things up on Pirate Baseball to get you finally set for Pirate Baseball coming up after this. You're listening to The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back as we wrap things up with Jeff Palumbo. I just put my one through nine and gave it to Coach and see if he's going to start it to Coach Godwin. They're just going to put that into the right. starting lineup. There you go. Oh, that's there not going to happen. That, that won't happen at all. But uh, it, it's just an exciting time. It's always been an exciting time when Pirate Baseball starts. In, in my 30, this is my 38th Pirate Baseball season, believe it or not. And every one of them, I mean, this town loves baseball, and this town has always supported East Carolina baseball, and it's just, it's, it's the place to be. And the thing that I've always said is when you get a three game, you know, big conference three game series, that's the buzz all week. You know, it's kind of like a, a football game for East Carolina. The buzz all week is, hey, you know, Houston's coming to town, you know, they're, they're a half game behind us. We gotta, we gotta play well this weekend, that kind of thing. For sure. Yeah. And, and I, we, we feel the same way as, as coaches and players, right? And, and uh, we appreciate, you know, Pirate Nation, the fan base so much. 
much. And as I tell every recruit, it's it's uh, there's nothing like it. That this place is 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 one of a kind, and uh, and it helps us, right? I mean, there, there's no question. It's huge for us. And and uh, as we count down to opening day, there's just something about opening day in general, right? The big league opening day, you, yeah. you know. But especially when you get into great baseball towns and communities like this one, uh, there's nothing better. I said at the banquet the other night, one of the great sounds uh, in Greenville is when you guys are gathered at the dugout before a regional and opening up a regional and that sound because opening day i mean you try to get as many fans as you can out there but but it's just not packed like it is for a regional sure sure yeah and and, and those are the moments you remember you yeah know, to be to be quite honest with you when when you go year to year it's it's those are the ones that you you remember and and uh and honestly they motivate you you know they motivate you to get back to that moment big day for pirate radio coming up later cliff godwin joins us at five o'clock the players lounge also later on this afternoon carson wisenhunt cj mayhew zach agnos Ryder giles and bryson world want to thank Jeff Palombo for kicking things off today. Coach, good luck against Bryant this weekend. Good luck for the entire season. Looking forward to it. Appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for having us on. I look forward to seeing everybody out at the stadium this weekend. And it all starts this weekend. That is Jeff Palombo, Associate Head Coach and Recruiting Coordinator. And that is our show on this Valentine's Day. We all love Pirate Baseball, so it kind of fits with there Valentine's Day. We'll see you back here next week on the Brian Bailey Show. This is the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, The Gavigan Agency, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Tap Tap and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.